0: Running. We have a Good evening, Atlanta. It is 10 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's evening news on WSB. The phone number is 404 8720 750 1 800 WSB Talk. Big news today on the health care front. We'll get into that in a minute. But first, uh, the president has decided to prohibit uh, transgender people in the military, and naturally the left is outraged, what the media is not telling you is that this is Barack Obama's policy. It was not until Barack Obama was leaving office that he decided to recommend a change, and he himself did it politically. Uh, He wanted something to stir up the left if the Republicans undid it, but for eight years with Barack Obama and all of the preceding years under every other president, this prohibition was in place. All the president did today was leave in place the Obama era prohibition on transgenders serving in the military. Uh, Bradley Manning is all you need to know, Uh, Bradley Manning, the perfect poster child for why um, this is a good idea. Listen, we're talking about a mental health issue and I know that people on the left don't want to believe this. They would have you believe uh, that there is a scientific biological explanation for people who are men or women suddenly believing that they can become uh, the opposite sex it can't happen it's not true men don't have periods and they don't get pregnant women aren't going to get prostate cancer uh, that's just the reality of it to believe otherwise is anti-science and I, I find it hilarious so as I was saying the president made this decision for a number of reasons one of the, one of them being a mental health issue uh, recognition that this is a mental health issue a uh, recognition that if someone goes into the military as a man and decides to be a woman uh, and wants to go through the surgical process, uh, the government shouldn't have to pay for it. And if the government is going to pay for it, you are sidelining a soldier, sailor or marine for a large number of of, for a large block of time so that they can go through this transition. So why should we allow someone into the military who's then going to sideline themselves, deciding that that he is a she or she is a he and they want to go through all the surgery and have the government pay for it? that makes no sense. In addition, there is a morale issue. And honestly, I realize I'm going to get hate mail. The station is going to get hate mail. People are going to be angry at me for saying this. But uh, the reality is that this is a mental health issue and it is a mental stability issue. Now, there are people out there who are transgender, who once they go through this process, they live a perfectly happy, normal life. But there are a large number of them who do not. And more and more studies show that the suicide rate and the mental health rate and the rate of depression has nothing to do with societal acceptance. And then there is this point that I think can't be stated enough. The entire argument uh, on the left these days on accepting transgenderism is that if you do not and pay attention to this, please, because I think this is the most important point to make. The entire argument on the left today about transgenderism is that you are doing a transgender person harm if you do not recognize them. You are causing them to commit suicide if you do not recognize them and go along with them. Any credible psychiatrist or psychologist or even a sociologist will tell you, that when you are premising your own happiness on the acceptance of someone else, you're doing it wrong. And for the left to make this argument that we have to say up is down and down is up so that someone else can be happy, uh, that's not on us, it's on them. It is a sign that this is a mental health issue. And we already have enough problems in the military. The military is not a place for social experimentation. The military is not a place for political correctness. The military is a place for people to go and join and keep you and me safe and kill bad guys. And when you put someone who has a higher propensity to commit suicide in a high-stress situation like that, where they're worrying about transitioning as opposed to killing the bad guy, they're undermining troop morale because you've got a bunch of people around them who cannot guarantee that this person is going to stay. And by the way, there is a study out today that suicide rates in military divisions, military platoons go up based on the number of suicides. and What they mean by that is if you have one person in a group in the military who commits suicide, the odds are that every person there who commits suicide is going to increase the rate of that group committing suicide. You put a mentally unstable person who's transitioning, who already has a depressive personality because of the transitioning issue inside a, a group in the military and they commit suicide, you're going to increase the overall suicide rate of that group in the military. That's just a fact. Those of you who want to say that transgenderism is normal, you're going to have to dispute that fact. You're going to have to dispute that science. The military is no place for social experimentation. What the president did today was a good thing. All he did, again, and this cannot be stated enough, the President of the United States today just left in place Barack Obama's policy. And the very same people who are okay with Barack Obama's policy are suddenly outraged today because it's all politics. They think it's bigotry and nonsense. These are the people who want you to believe that a boy can become a girl and a girl can become a boy despite there being no scientific evidence whatsoever to prove it. And you know, these people do have scientists and doctors who will trot out pseudoscience and claim it in the same way the anti-vaccine crowd will trot out doctors and PhDs, MDs and PhDs, to say that vaccines really do cause all sorts of worldly harm, Um, the the transgender community will do the same thing. And they will bully and harass you and try to shut you up and and go after you if you dare to point out it's a mental health issue. But it doesn't change the fact it's a mental health issue, and we should not be putting people with mental health problems in a high-stress situation in the military where the objective is to kill the bad guy and keep each other safe. That becomes a morale problem. And that is why the Obama administration never did this until they were leaving. It was an irresponsible political ploy by the Obama administration to change it. And they knew it. And they were willing behind the scenes to admit it in the same way. Frankly, some people in the Trump administration are today saying this is politically cynical on his part, but at least they're smart enough to follow it up and say, but that was the same reason Barack Obama did it. This was a good policy. There's a problem, though, that should be discussed here. The president announcing it on Twitter, he shouldn't have done that. This should have been a policy to come from General Mattis or Secretary Mattis at the Pentagon. It should not have been a policy reversal announced on Twitter by the president when you have a bunch of federal judges who are slowly establishing the precedent that if the president says something on Twitter they don't like, they'll stop it. He should have been smarter and just let the Pentagon do it. It's 26 after the hour, Eric Erickson here, News 95.5, AM 750, WSB. It is funny to watch the spin from people right now. Um, CNN is running a big profile on Kristen Beck, a transgender Navy SEAL, who was the focus of a CNN documentary, Lady Valor. She says, he says, whatever says, President Trump's tweets were a disrespectful way to announce a new policy and that the administration is sending unclear and ominous signals about its approach to liberty itself. Now, here's the catch. Kristen Beck was a Navy SEAL for two decades, and if you read the media coverage about him, what you will find out is that he didn't actually transition did not actually decide to come out as a she until after leaving the military in 2011. And now, hey, listen to this. In the last months of President Obama's administration, the Defense Department initially approved a policy still under review that would allow transgender Americans to serve openly. Since the president has reversed this. So in other words, the policy is not changing. But the left is holding up this guy who transitioned to a woman after leaving the military as proof that we should allow transgender people into the military, claiming, of course, that, well, this guy was transgender all along. And he was perfectly okay, so let's pass a rule that you can be in the military as a transgender person so long as you don't transition. I mean, because that's essentially, that's what the rule is. That's why this guy was allowed in the military. He didn't transition until afterwards. But they don't see it that way. They don't want to see it that way. They don't want to acknowledge that this is a mental health issue. And I know that offends people. It offends some of my listeners. You should see the tweets and emails I'm getting. But it's the truth. It's a mental health issue. And we don't need to be piling mental health issues on top of an already stressful situation. It is Eric in here, forty one after the hour, the phone number four oh four eight seven two zero seven five zero one eight hundred WSB Talk. Now, let us transition to the lies. We've been lied to for seven years and it is it's gotta be obvious today the republicans cannot actually repeal obamacare they say they want to repeal obamacare but they're not actually repealing obamacare all of their votes have failed it's very funny to go back to yesterday the left-wing outrage over john mccain uh voting to allow debate on the health care legislation from the republicans uh, claiming that he was sentencing 22 million people to die they can't actually repeal Obamacare. They're not going to repeal Obamacare. They, they, they have no intention. They never did. And it's abundantly obvious. Uh, they proposed a clean repeal of Obamacare today to repeal it uh, and it come up with a plan later to replace it. And seven Republicans voted no, including John McCain. Uh, the seven of them who voted no just happen to be Republicans not up for election this coming year all of whom, however, have campaigned on repealing Obamacare. They, they have no intention of repealing Obamacare. It's not going to happen. They have been lying this entire time. And you might as well start coming to grips with the fact that Obamacare is not going away. It's not going to change. I think the president at this point is right. It just needs to collapse. Uh, don't, don't touch it. Uh, let it collapse. Uh, l- let it happen what everyone has said was going to happen and see it crumble. Might as well But now, of course, the Republicans are going to prop it up. Uh, They're going to say, well, we tried to repeal it and we can't, so we're going to work with the Democrats. Mitch McConnell's already said that. In fact, McConnell said that before we even got into these votes. So the Republicans who don't want to repeal Obamacare already know if they just draw a line in the sand and say no repeal at all, McConnell's going to work with the Democrats. You've been played. And there's nothing the president can do about it. There's nothing Tom Price can do about it. This is Senate Republicans who have been lying to you. They've been taking your money you've been writing checks to the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and they've been lying to you the whole time. It's not going to happen. And, you know, I also know that there have been all these Republican talking heads and pundits on TV and radio uh, claiming that it was conservatives who were blocking the repeal of Obamacare guess what? It's not conservatives who are blocking the repeal of Obamacare. It's these liberal and moderate Republicans like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and Lamar Alexander and Dean Heller uh, and John McCain and others, Rob Portman, who they've refused to repeal Obamacare. All of you who are hurting, who have ridiculously expensive health care plans because of Obamacare, you can thank the Republicans now for lying to you. That's what they've done. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven five zero one eight hundred wsb talk is the number. Real quick, before I get out of here, a number of people uh, asking me very vehemently, uh, what is my objection with transgenderism? Well, I don't think there's any science behind it. And I think we we live in this uh, cult-like world where the, the people who have rejected uh, belief in the Creator worship creation, and they believe in anything— And if someone tells them that they're a boy, but they want to be a girl, including going through the surgery to become one, well, they're going to believe them. Never mind that study after study has showed that in many of these people, their their feelings of of angst and, and unsettling don't go away. And that the suicide rate isn't dependent on whether or not other people accept them, which suggests it is a mental health issue. But there's something larger than that. You know, I go back to Genesis 1. God created the heavens and the earth, and he made people male and female. We don't get to. You know, the the language used in in Genesis 1-1 is that uh, the verb is bara. It is a word for creation, to to create, to make, and it's uh, a divine word. It's a word that only applies to God. Men can't bara. We can build things. We could build the Tower of Babel, but we can't bara, and that we can't divinely create something, And, and God made man, and he made man male and female and that means we can't make men and women. Only God can do that. And so if you're born a man or you're born a woman, that guess what? You're, you're male or female. Now you can say, well, well, this is religion and you've got to keep religion out of it. Well, so what are you doing? Because you're not applying nature because nature shows you the same thing. There, there, are, there are among mammals, there are male mammals and there are female mammals. And the male mammals can't become female mammals. So you can, you can say, get your religion out of it, that's fine. Well, you gotta, you're taking science out of it. Whether you go with science or whether you go with divine creation, either way you come to the same conclusion that whether it's nature or it's God, man, mankind is made male and female. It is only people who have abandoned belief in science and abandoned a belief in a creator who can come up with the silly nonsense that that a boy can become a girl or a girl can become a boy. Now, you can say it's mean and ugly and awful of me to say these things and, and I'm hurting people's feelings and whatnot, but I gotta tell you, I think it is incumbent upon people to push back on this nonsense because what the left depends on to peddle this anti-science, anti-common-sense nonsense is they depend on people shutting up. They want to bully and badger people into shutting up. They want to drive you from the airwaves. They want to drive you from the town square. They, they want to impose their beliefs on you. I mean, you got, for God's sakes, the woman in Canada who doesn't even want to pass yet you have a birth certificate that says her kid is a boy. Because she wants the kid to decide for himself whether he's a boy or a girl. There's no science there. There's, there's no common sense there. There's no rationale there. And they depend on us being polite and quiet and not making eye contact with it to advance this agenda of, of craziness. We need to speak up. And I intend to. When we come back, I want to get into the creeping totalitarianism on the left and the right. There's some terrifying new polling data out about what Republicans and Democrats alike agree on. All of us should be horrified uh, by this agreement on the left. They're absolutely terrifying, this creeping totalitarianism. running lift off. we have a lift off. it's 10 after the hour i'm Ira herrickson this is atlanta's evening news on wsb the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 wsb talk Let's talk about a a growing concern of, of, well, it's not just mine, a number of you have expressed it to me uh, that I've encountered in public, and we might as well explore it because there's new data out that should be troubling to all of us on the creeping totalitarianism that is moving into both political parties. And it, to some degree, it's leadership dependent. Um, what I'm seeing in the polling, and in UGov, UGov and the Economist has been polling this now for a number of years. And the most interesting trend in my mind is that when the Democrats are in charge of the White House, Democrats favor increased regulation of speech. And now that Republicans, including Donald Trump, are in, uh, the Republicans favor increased regulation of speech. And what's so interesting is that this is a recent trend. When George Bush was president, you didn't see this level of creeping totalitarianism inside the Republican Party. But now it's Donald Trump's party. Uh, YouGov has a poll out today, and, and I find it fascinating. And you should be worried about it. Generally speaking, here's this one question. Generally speaking, do you favor or oppose permitting the courts to fine news media outlets for publishing or broadcasting stories that are biased or inaccurate? 23% of Democrats favor that now. 55% of Republicans favor that. Generally speaking, do you favor or oppose permitting the courts to shut down news media outlets for publishing or broadcasting stories that are biased or inaccurate? 18% of Democrats favor that. 45% of Republicans favor the courts being able to shut down news media outlets. Do you think fining news media outlets for publishing or broadcasting stories that are biased or inaccurate would violate the First Amendment? 45% of Democrats say yes, only 33% of Republicans think so. Do you think shutting down news media outlets for publishing or broadcasting stories that are biased or inaccurate would violate the First Amendment? 54% of Democrats say yes, only 40% of Republicans say yes. And then what's more important to you, protecting freedom of the press, even if it means media outlets sometimes publish biased or inaccurate stories, punishing biased or inaccurate news media, even if it means limiting freedom of the press or you're not sure. 59% of Democrats say you need to protect the press, even if it means they sometimes screw up. Only 34% of Republicans say that. 19% of Democrats say punish biased media, even if it means limiting freedom of speech. 47% of Republicans say that. But wait, for you Democrats, smugly nodding, back in 2015, would you support or oppose a law that would make it a crime for people to make public comments intended to stir up hatred, not violence, but hatred among a group based on such things as race, gender, religion, ethnic origin, or sexual orientation? 51% of Democrats favor that. Only 37% of Republicans favor that. Do you think the First Amendment, as it is currently written, does or doesn't allow people to make public comments intended to stir up hatred? 48% of the Democrats says it does allow. 64% of Republicans says it does allow. But then the Democrats want to change that. Both sides have a dangerous level of creeping totalitarianism What's so interesting about this is I pointed out today when I said creeping totalitarianism is invading both parties, Democrats were outraged that I would say both parties. No, 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 it's only the Republicans. Well, totalitarianism has been among the Democratic Party for a while now. Look at what's happening with college campuses. I mean, look at the restrictions on free speech the Democrats want to have. I mean, for God's sakes, Nancy Pelosi is on record favoring amending the First Amendment. Both sides favor shutting down speech that they don't like and the problem with that is that if one side ever gets their way the other side will use the precedent when they get back in power you know there's this bizarre thing that happens when a party takes back power They believe that they will have a permanent political majority. There's no such thing as a permanent political majority, but whether it's Karl Rove or whether it's um, whoever Obama's advisors were, or Hillary Clinton's advisors, or you name it. Now Donald Trump's advisors, they all believe they've got a permanent political majority. There's no such thing as permanence in American politics. The Democrats will one day take back the White House and the precedents that Donald Trump starts and uses are ones the Democrats will take advantage of in the same way that the ones Barack Obama started and used are ones Donald Trump has taken advantage of. And neither side wants to acknowledge that or or, or move forward under this rubric and both sides then get harmed later. It is a dangerous thing when Americans become so tribal that they can't acknowledge real truths. I mean, take, for example, evangelical leaders around Donald Trump. You know, there, there's the, the great story in the Bible of of the king of Israel, Ahaz, who surrounded himself with prophets who told him only what he wanted to hear. They never held him to account. They never actually expressed to him what God truly wanted. Uh, They set things up in every which way to make sure that he was okay and he was in a good, good frame of mind and thought that God loved him and he didn't need to repent. And they told him, go on out onto the battlefield and you'll be fine. And guess what? The, The one prophet who he didn't listen to because he said that prophet never told him anything he wanted to hear, well... That was the guy saying, if you do this, you're going to get killed. God says so. He went out on the battlefield and was killed. And we see this with Republicans around Trump. We see this with evangelicals around Trump. None of these people are willing to tell him what he needs to hear. They always want to tell him what he wants to hear, and they want to stay in his good graces. I mean, we see this with Jeff Sessions and others, that this is a president who has to be told what he wants to hear. If you tell him something he doesn't like, he gets mad at you. And so you've got all these evangelical leaders who could be saving his soul and helping him, and they're just j- coddling him, sucking up to him, praising him, defending every bad thing he does. you got people out there today who were cheering Jeff Sessions' appointment six months ago, now wishing death to Jeff Sessions because the president doesn't like him. It's a schizophrenic way of doing business in this country now. And both parties do it. Democrats aren't immune to it. you got a bunch of yes-men for Barack Obama who still to this day refuse to acknowledge that many of the foreign policy problems Donald Trump is now encountering their problems because Barack Obama screwed it up. But they can't admit it. They want to blame Donald Trump, and that's not true. I mean you should see the emails, you should see the Facebook comments I see all the time from people on the Republican side who are angry at me for saying something critical of the president. They they just their virgin ears can't handle it. They they cannot handle criticism of their own side. And as a result they want to shut down all criticism. And if they disagree with it, they consider it fake news. For example, two days ago, I had a conversation with a secretary in Donald Trump's cabinet, an actual, not an assistant, but an actual cabinet secretary, someone I've known a very long time. And because I won't name the person, you've got Trump supporters saying, well, it must be fake news. He won't give the name of the person. This Both sides do this, and it drives me crazy that they do it because they can't handle bad news. And when defeat comes, they're always surprised. They never see it coming. They don't plan for it. They act like they're always going to be in charge, and they do really stupid things as a result. it is 40 after the hour eric urickson here the phone number 404 wsb talk in the last five minutes uh, the tsa has announced it's going to be changing its travel policies uh, and any electronic device larger than an iphone will need to be removed from your bag uh, kindles ipads laptops uh, digital cameras Uh, You name it, everything larger than your cell phone will have to come out of your bag uh, starting. Well, they haven't given the implementation date yet, but coming soon to an airport near you. I would like to think that those of you who uh, have TSA PreCheck, they won't apply it to us. Or, uh, you know, I've got Clear now, which is wonderful going through Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. If you've got Clear and PreCheck... I mean, you can show up uh, 20 minutes before your flight and, and get on board. I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, you need to be there 30 minutes ahead of time. But, man, just zoom. Go straight through it. Then You cut the line. If you have clear, you cut the line. I cannot tell you how awesome it is. Um, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about. That's just breaking news that's come out. I, this story just makes me furious. And I feel bad about it making me furious because of what happened to the kid. Jacob All. OHL. He lives over near Lilburn in Gwinnett County. He is suing CSX, the train company, because he lost both of his legs below the knee when a train ran over him. This makes me furious. His lawsuit claims CSX did not have properly functioning front-facing cameras, preventing the train's engineers and conductors from seeing him in time to hit him, and that they didn't put up fencing or other warning devices to keep pedestrians a safe distance from the tracks. He was at least a thousand feet from the train when the train conductor and engineer saw him, but they didn't ring the train's bell, blow the horn, or apply emergency brakes, according to the lawsuit took half mile for the train to stop uh, after hitting all. Here's what makes me furious about this. Let me read you the beginning of this. All 17 filed suit into Cab County last week. The lawsuit claims CSX and its operators, Derek Tyrone Marshall of Stone Mountain and Clifton Edward Martin of Greenwood, South Carolina, were negligent and that CSA was liable for his injuries which have already racked up more than $200,000 in medical bills. This is the infuriating paragraph, folks. For any of you who have sympathy with Jacob, and you should have some sympathy for him, but Jacob was walking along the train tracks with earbuds in on March 2nd when he sensed, he did not hear, he sensed, A train approaching from behind him, his mother wrote on a GoFundMe page after the accident. The suit wants compensation for his injuries as well as damages he may suffer in the future. Y'all, the kid, 17 years old was walking with earbuds on a re- active railroad track and got hit by a train and he's blaming them as opposed to blaming himself. Yes, it sucks he lost his legs, but at least he didn't die. He should be thanking his lucky stars he didn't die when the train hit him because he was wearing earbuds walking on an active railroad track area and he's upset they didn't put up fencing should they have had to put up fencing on an active railroad track my eight-year-old and 11-year-old are smart enough to know you don't get near active railroad tracks even if there's no train around I mean, my God, you know, I went through a photography class a couple of months ago, and he, the photographer admonished every in the class, you do not take pictures on railroad tracks. It's the thing these days. Kids like to get on railroad tracks and take pictures and whatnot, and a bunch of them been hit and killed by trains. Because why? Trains cross railroad tracks. They're not there for your entertainment. They're not there for your amusement. They're not there for your transportation. They're there for big heavy locomotives to move along and they kill you if they hit you and this kid's lucky he didn't lose his life. Wearing earbuds walking along the train tracks and he's upset that they couldn't see him on the train tracks. They shouldn't have had to see him because he shouldn't have been there if he had any common sense. Now it is terrible for him that he lost his legs. It really is. It sucks. But it's not the train's fault. He made the choice to get on railroad tracks and now wants to blame someone else for his own decision. I am sorry, but these sorts of lawsuits infuriate me as a former lawyer who represented both sides on these situations. I have very little sympathy for someone who walks along train tracks and gets it like I have very little sympathy for the person who just comes to a stoplight at railroad tracks and decides to stop their car on the railroad tracks. If you've got any common sense, you know you shouldn't do that. It's not CSX's fault that he lost his legs. It is his own fault because he was wearing earbuds walking along train tracks with a train coming. It is fifty-five after the hour. Um you know let me just you know Neil Bortz's Twitter feed is one of the funniest things that you can find on the internet and I'm just going to read you his tweet. Trump bans trannies and army? Good. You got to know your weapon backwards and forwards. No room for doubters. Don't want to be in the bunker with someone who doesn't truly really understand what his gun is to be used for. <laughs> there you go. And then he retweets the parody Sean Spicer account. It's not like the president wanted to ban transgender from the military, but lobbing glitter at our enemy just isn't going to work anymore. Holy cow. Well, there you have it. I'll I'll leave that for him. Um, So here's an interesting thing. The president has come out now and says he wants to increase taxes on the rich. He says this in a Wall Street Journal interview. Uh, The truth is the people I care most about are the upper income people in this country who've gotten screwed. And if there's upward revision, it's going to be on high income people. Uh, Upward revision means uh, uh, revising the tax code to increase taxes on the rich. Um, it, it, he also said of a, a friend told him, Donald, don't worry about the rich people, tax the rich people. You got to take care of the people in the country. It was a very interesting statement. I feel the same way. Well, his plan doesn't actually, uh, erase taxes. He's trying to, to reform the tax code without raising taxes, which I think is a good idea. Um, and I, I'm not in favor of tax increases on the rich. It, it is very interesting to see what lines he can push without his base bailing on him and, I'm going to predict to you that the President of the United States could raise taxes on the wealthy in this country and his base would let him because they, wouldn't, they would see it as sticking it to the man. I think where the President can't betray his base is on immigration. As long as he builds a wall and doesn't impose amnesty, I think the President can get away with anything with his base he can tax the rich, he can allow transgenders in the military, he can can perform a gay marriage, he can do whatever he wants as long as he builds that wall. Because I think that is the galvanizing central issue for his base. We'll see where he goes with tax increases on the rich. Even some Republicans would love to do that. See you guys tomorrow.